Welcome to the ESG Matters podcast. My name is Amat Gomis, and today we have Sam Asagi, a CEO and founder at uh, Saz Mining. William's goal is fairly simple, to improve humanity's relationship with both money and energy. He and his team provide an economic incentive to capture harmful emissions such as methane, their hydroelectric hosting facilities, sustainably power Bitcoin mining rigs for users by retail investors. William is an exceptionally progressive thinker in the Bitcoin space, and we're lucky to have him as a guest on the ESG Matters podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So to start off, I think Bitcoin and emissions aren't necessarily two concepts that people readily understand. How do you simplify these concepts to explain what your company does? Yeah, great question. I, I think that the energy consumption conversation around Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining has really not been portrayed in an honest way within the broader media. And I think that a lot of this is just due to the fact that it's a very complex technology and a complex industry to many people who are outside of Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining. And what a lot of our goal at SAS Mining is to do is what we're trying to do is make it easy for people to understand what exactly Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining is and how it's actually, when you look into it, very beneficial to the energy sector. And I'm sure that we'll dive into many of those pieces throughout the interview today. Uh, but in regards to SAS Mining and our focus, we're very focused on renewable energy. And then, as you mentioned, carbon negative energy sources, whereas you can capture emissions such as methane and use that to generate electricity and power Bitcoin mining. And uh, the final piece of what we do is we really just make it easy for anyone out there, uh, make it easy for you to begin mining Bitcoin. Because back when we started in 2018, uh, you were looking at a very different industry. It was very difficult for an everyday person to go and begin mining Bitcoin. I mean, when you look at purchasing Bitcoin, and it's very easy. You can hop on Coinbase, create an account, and buy Bitcoin. But no one until SAS Mining has really made it easy for anyone to participate in Bitcoin mining, and particularly participate in Bitcoin mining with renewable energy. That's great. And I, and I think that a good way to understand sort of the need that you are fulfilling through your company, SAS Mining. And then I wonder, when you talked about clean energy and how important it is for the Bitcoin space, when we think about clean energy, and we all know how important of a topic that is, but as it pertains to the production and monitoring of crypto, are you worried about the greater adoption of the carbon footprint for crypto generally? Because we know there's so many coins that come out, it seems like every few days, and SAS Mining cares a lot about the carbon footprint and, and making sure that emissions are taken into account in the production of, of these. But generally, as there's wider adoption of cryptocurrency generally, are you worried about the carbon footprint associated with those? Yeah, great question. And I think this is where you get into the very interesting part of the Bitcoin network. So if you take a step back and put yourself in the shoes of a miner, like a Bitcoin miner, you want to produce Bitcoin at the cheapest possible cost of per Bitcoin. So if you're paying 10 cents per kilowatt hour for electricity and a competitor out there is paying half that price, like 5 cents per kilowatt hour, they're spending and paying for a lot less energy to produce the exact same amount of Bitcoin. And so the incentive for you as a miner 
and as a miner to support the Bitcoin network, your incentive is to find the cheapest energy sources around the world. And now this is where it gets really exciting around the environmental conversation, right? Because the cheapest energy sources that you can find as a miner to produce Bitcoin are the existing wasted energy around the world. Over two thirds of the entire energy capacity of our society is wasted today. And just for a small fraction of a percent of that energy, you could power the entire Bitcoin network. So walking you through the example again, let's say that you're one of those Bitcoin miners searching out the cheapest energy. You're going to be drawn to those cheapest energy sources around the world, such as one of the energy sources that we're focusing on, which is methane emissions. So when you look at it from that perspective, as the Bitcoin network continues to grow, tying directly to your question, I think that you're going to see this incentive continue to play out, which is miners going after the polluting energy sources or the stranded and wasted energy of the society. And I think that overall, this is actually going to be a great force for cleaning up our environment. Many people don't know this, but methane over a short time frame, over a 20, 25 year time frame, has about 84 times the warming effect of carbon dioxide. And a lot of the conversation that you see around the world today is around carbon dioxide and how destructive it is from a warming perspective to the environment, but people don't realize how much worse methane is. And Bitcoin mining is a solution to this methane problem. Without Bitcoin mining, let's say that you were a company that had all these oil wells leaking methane. Well, your solutions without a company like SAS Mining would be to just vent that methane into the atmosphere, which is very damaging to the environment. Or you could try and flare that methane, which still emits 8% of the total methane. Or your final solution would really be to plug the well to stop the leaking methane. But that's still costing you, on average, in California, $112,000 per well. And so overall, this is a huge liability for not only the entire population and, and the globe, but it's a liability for the actual companies that are emitting this methane. And so what we're doing at SAS Mining is we're trying to focus on turning that liability of methane into an asset through Bitcoin mining. And as SAS Mining grows and other companies around the world go and start doing this, you're going to see a lot of this methane problem being cleaned up by the Bitcoin miners around the world. And part of my ignorance, but I guess, you know, listening to what you said about stranded energy and methane, I'm a little unclear as to how the mining of Bitcoin that SAS Mining provides, like how exactly are you leveraging methane to, to solve this? I'm, I'm a little confused about that part. Yes, that's, that's a good question. I should have dove into that initially. So as a Bitcoin miner, what you're technically doing is you're buying hardware, buying machines. You can almost think of them as like computers that are very, very efficient at consuming energy to process data. So th that processing of data is what makes the Bitcoin network function. So let's say that you send me money on through, like you, you send me Bitcoin, that transaction that just happened needs to be accounted for and sent over in a secure way. And that's the service that all of the Bitcoin miners around the world provide by mining Bitcoin. But in order to do that, it takes energy to power the machines that are making the provide that are providing that service and that security. 
And so the reason tying this back to how it relates to methane and cleaning up the environment is that if you're a Bitcoin miner, you want to go to areas that have very cheap energy to be able to power your mining machines that make the Bitcoin network function. And methane can be turned into electricity on site and used to power the Bitcoin miners. And the power is very, very cheap. And because it's very cheap, there's a great economic incentive for the miners like SAS Mining to go and capture that methane, turn it into electricity, and then consume that electricity to power the Bitcoin mining machines that make the Bitcoin network function. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. So when you think about sort of like the finding the energy, finding the customers, and finding the solution that fulfills all this, what has been the biggest hurdle to success for, for SAS mining? Because you're solving a really intricate problem or sets of problems that are both economic and environmental. And oftentimes you're doing this with a pretty nascent technology that people, some understand, some don't understand, maybe even fundamentally challenge the utility of cryptocurrency in and of itself. So what has been the hardest part in your journey as an entrepreneur to get to a point where you're able to convince, whether it be investors or potential customers, or even the energy producers that this is a, by partnering with SAS Mining, they're solving an issue and also being part of this larger conversation about improving the environmental footprint of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in particular. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that question there, because there is a lot of pieces to this. And I think that the biggest one really comes down to education. So it's educating each of the different partners within this chain. So the first one, we can talk about the energy side. I think the, when you look at the incentives that we just went through, there's a huge incentive for people who are emitting methane to go and pursue the solution because they're turning a liability or a huge cost to stop the methane into an actual cash flow generating asset by partnering with a company like SAS Mining. Now, the other piece that your question alluded to is the actual regulation approach to Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin as an industry. And this is a big piece that we're trying to push forth forward right now is the education piece around talking with policymakers, explaining how this technology works. We host weekly Twitter spaces where we bring on guests. One of our earlier guests was actually Dennis Porter, who's who runs the Satoshi Action Fund, which is a nonprofit that is focused on educating policymakers on the benefits of Bitcoin mining. A lot of it really comes down to just the educational piece, teaching everyone that the mainstream media in large part that who have been speaking about mining in a negative way for the environment have actually just not had the opportunity to learn about how this technology actually works. Even outside of the environmental benefits that Bitcoin mining can provide, you have a lot of community benefits. Let's say that you have an energy source that is now up and running because a Bitcoin miner went and invested in that energy source. Now, all of a sudden, you have all of the development that a community can form around because you have energy being generated in a new area or a new community. You hire people in the local area. You create jobs. You have more taxable revenue for that jurisdiction. So a lot of these things that and outcomes that the Bitcoin miners provide in these different 
communities is very, very positive. And, and the biggest challenge for us has really been figuring out, okay, who are the right people to speak to? How do we best communicate these messages? And how do we get people involved? Because at the end of the day, this only grows by having people participate. So it requires cooperation amongst the energy sector. It requires cooperation amongst the policymakers and regulators. And when and you're seeing it right now already in a lot of different areas with different politicians and regulators becoming more educated on uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining, the ramifications for the energy sector and the ramifications for climate change. And the people who are learning about it and understand how it works are really promoting it and trying to make sure that it's done in a responsible way. And we're just very excited to be a part of that. You brought up a really good point when it came to education and the education of regulators and lawmakers. So I'm curious to hear from your standpoint, if you could create, or maybe there is legislation out there that you think would be an amazing opportunity for legislators to enact that would help SAS mining, but also increase the regulatory need for clean energy in this space, what would that type of legislation look like? Would it be at a national level? Would it be at a state level? And just talk, walk me through how SAS mining would leverage any type of beneficial legislation to improve either the, the offering that you have or to meet the demand that the legislation would then require? Yeah, that's a big question. And I'll lay out the framework that I would use to provide a recommendation. So when you're providing or creating regulation or enacting a policy, I think that the goal should be to really understand what you are trying to accomplish by enacting any type of regulation or policy. And hopefully that is to benefit the way that the society operates. Uh, you, you want there to be a net positive impact on humanity if you are going to go and start regulating and changing the way that business is done. And in this particular industry with Bitcoin mining and the energy sector, I think it's important that regulators understand the dynamics at play and not hinder the Bitcoin mining within these borders. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's say that the U.S. or any other country enacts very strict regulation that prohibits Bitcoin mining in their country. What ends up happening is the Bitcoin mining industry continues to function, but it out functions outside of your borders. So we can take a real world example of a country that did this. You look at what China did with their Bitcoin mining industry. They had the largest Bitcoin mining industry within their borders compared to any other country and they made it illegal. Well, what ended up happening was that all of those Bitcoin miners, you saw them go to other countries around the world. And so what ended up happening was they destroyed a lot of the economic activity and that mining industry within their borders. The mining industry continues to grow and flourish. And at the end of the day, when you look at the data, there, there's actually data showing that there are still many people mining Bitcoin in China on the black market. So they didn't even stop the mining industry within their borders. So with that additional data point as a regulator, you ask yourself, okay, well, if we try and ban it, we're not going to be able to completely stop the industry and a black market will form within our borders most likely. So how do we embrace it and benefit from it? How do we use it to build our communities? How do we use it to 
improve economic activity, increase taxable revenue. How do we do that within our jurisdiction? And the way to do that is to try and incentivize the Bitcoin mining companies to go and mine Bitcoin within their borders. That can be through making it easy to access these cheap forms of energy. Try and, if you have a budget for improving economic development, not just pushing straight renewable energy, which I, I'm not saying, which is still a good thing, but also incentivizing these carbon negative sources of energy production and consumption, which is what a lot of miners are doing. And I believe that the White House is actually aware of this. They actually, in a recent report, cited the benefits of utilizing methane in Bitcoin mining. And so I think that policymakers, they're smart, they're paying attention, they're doing their best to try and control risk while also protecting customers. But it's a very, very difficult thing when you start enacting regulation. And at the end of the day, they're going to try and make the most informed decisions that they can. Well, thank you. I think that was really helpful. One of the things I know people struggle with when it comes to understanding cryptocurrency and especially a more novel idea of what SAS mining is trying to accomplish is they don't really have a framework of what regulatory bodies would look to do. And providing that type of context and framework will allow people to understand not only the market or the total addressable market available, but also the, the need and how this can interact with certain national policies. Like when you mentioned the need for energy to be mined and to be utilized within its own borders, that speaks to you know a lot of what's happening in the world at a macro level where countries and are looking to make sure that they are able to have a certain level of energy independence. And we see what happened in Western Europe when uh, Russian oil has been cut off. So this sort of speaks to the need to say, how do we leverage our ability to provide resources to our citizens and our businesses in a way that we have a true economic ecosystem that is more circular in nature and there's opportunities and we're taking advantage of those opportunities and not necessarily just letting them go to waste. So I think that's a really helpful way of looking at what regulatory bodies can do to, to help with that. One other question I do have is taking a step back and looking at sort of the blockchain technology that underlines Bitcoin. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on how blockchain technology could aid in the auditing of renewable energy such as carbon offsets or renewable energy credits, my thought there is that oftentimes there's this issue of how are the, who's actually buying the RECs or the carbon offsets and are they being utilized in the right way? And sort of the open ledger system of a blockchain technology would lend itself to being, to having the ability to sort of monitor that almost in real time because you get to see who owns it and where did it come from and you can sort of trace it back to a source of who purchased it and who sold it and see what that seller is doing with whatever funds that they're doing instead of it sort of right now, which is currently people buy RECs or carbon offsets and they don't really have a good understanding of what's actually being done, if anything. They're just kind of hoping and praying. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that as a as a concept of leveraging blockchain technology. Yeah, it's a good question. I know some people in the industry that are working on applications very similar to exactly what 
you're talking about here. It's a different focus than what we're focused on here at SAS Mining. But the but here's the framework that I use to look at it, right? The way I see it is that exactly how you mentioned blockchain technology, it, it is a technology that you can use in different ways, just like how the internet was a novel technology that allowed you to create a lot of new companies, new applications. It's very hard for you to picture a company like Amazon operating in a world without the internet because the internet is the, the key technology that makes that type of a business model possible. And so in this particular case, when you're talking about creating a business that leverages blockchain technology to improve traceability on these types of renewable energy credits, RECs, or any other type of function within any industry, it's we're, we're still in those early days of figuring out how this all plays out, right? I like to say it's like we're in the it, we're in the, the late nineties right now for the this industry around blockchain technology and crypto. And I think that it's it's far more nascent than people in the mainstream believe. There are a lot of great things that are that are going to be created around it, but right now it's still very early to see how everything plays out. Regarding Bitcoin, which has been a big focus here at SAS Mining, I do believe that a lot of the things we've talked about in this conversation have been proven to a certain point around traction and actually being used in the real world to show that this is a path that society's on regarding how Bitcoin functions, how Bitcoin mining benefits the energy sector. These things have much more traction than I think a lot of these early application technologies of blockchain technology are operating today. That's great. Uh, thank you for that, for that insight. So one last question, if someone wants to get a hold of it or learn more about SAS mining, what is the best way that they can reach out to your company? The best way would be just through our website. So SAS mining, S-A-Z-M-I-N-I-N-G. If you toss that into Google, you'll be able to get to our website. And if you, you would want to participate or learn more about what it is that we're doing, uh, we make it easy for anyone to begin mining Bitcoin and supporting this vision that we talked about on this podcast in order to help the energy sector. So it would be, I would direct them there if they wanna go and learn more, they can learn from our podcast, they can purchase Bitcoin mining rigs through our website. And we're also on Twitter and LinkedIn. So those would be the main places that they can go to to stay in touch. Well, thank you so much, William, for being a guest on the ESG Matters podcast. And I think that the listeners learned a lot. I know I did through this conversation. So thank you so much for your time and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.